Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Building a Bridge. My name is Jesse Brizendine. My name is Jared Countess, and our mission is to, I was not ready, buddy. Empower people to use their voice to build a bridge beyond race relations, creating unity and understanding, effectively raising the collective consciousness of humanity. But you were ready. <laughs> I was ready. I got you. That's why it's not team effort. And last week, we talked about what was happening in Afghanistan. We covered leaving weapons behind, American leadership, if we can call it that. Our brains are being hijacked and used against us. And what's the solution? And in this week, Jared, what are we going to dive into? This week, we're going to, I love the fact that we ended with our brains being hijacked and what do we get into, right? But because this week, we're going to talk about health, like real health in terms of mental health, physical health, financial health, right? We're going to talk about real health and wellness and how people are arguing over symptoms of lack of like mental health and physical health as opposed to arguing about what the real root cause of the problem is. And that's um, so why I, I want to dig into it. Cause that's what, that's why I think a lot of this comes from like, people are not mentally well, people aren't physically well, people aren't, people don't understand the basis of the, how to be financially fit, right? All of these things cause compounding problems. And, and we're looking at all these symptoms as opposed to looking at the root causes. Right. Or we're we're on we're we're looking at the wrong root cause. You know what I mean? Like all of the arguments about, you know, vaccination and you know, you're how unhealthy it is to be, you know, unvaccinated without looking at how unhealthy it is to be overweight. Or how, right. You know what I mean? How health un, un, unhealthy it is to to be a smoker or how unhealthy it is to do that, right? Uh or or you know, um you know, poverty, right, is an outcome of certain practices, right, but it's also an outcome of certain belief systems and an outcome of, 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 of not knowing how to be financially fit, right? A lot of times people don't know how to be financially fit, right? They're, they're just like, you know, people don't know how to count calories. People don't know how mm-hmm. to count calories in food. They don't know how to budget their money. They don't know how to, 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 to make a better financial decision now so that they can have a better financial future. They don't know how to make a better fit, healthy decision now so they can be healthy in the future, right? They don't, and then and then we talk about the mental health, right? And that's a, a function that you see all of these arguments and people getting into these, you know, crazy wars over things that really do not impact their day-to-day life, right? If I'm sitting, at a desk in my house with my car that I drive and my belly's fully fed, right? Why am I so emotionally, you know, invested in what someone said to me on Facebook? Did I, you, get, you get what I'm saying? Like, where is, where is my disconnect? You know, where, where this person that this one or two people that I'm speaking to thousands of miles away who don't touch me in a regular regular everyday life, right? Why am I more emotionally invested in that than I am with the people who I talk to and speak to and touch every day? Does that make any kind of sense? Why? Yeah. That, why? So that's, that's a mental health problem, right? And the, the other side of this is symptom. Does that make, am I making sense? Yeah, I think that many of us live our lives out of alignment with our values. And when we live out of alignment with our values, what we end up defaulting to is we default to judging ourselves and others based off of behaviors. I do this exercise in, in a workshop I run. We're on day one of the workshop. 
I have a list of agreements people make, you know, things like not using your cell phone, not doing side chat, agreeing to do the homework that's assigned. And I ask everybody, are, are you willing to agree to follow these agreements? And everybody says yes. And I open discussion if people want to oppose it or challenge it. And we have a conversation about it every now and then, not drink alcohol, be one or something, show up on time. And then at some point on to the second day or so, I ask, uh, I do an agreement check-in. Who has followed all the agreements? And inevitably, who's broken some agreements? And people don't want to raise their hand. And eventually, somebody will kind of raise a timid hand and they'll say, and, but what happens is they say, I, I agreed to show up on time. The reason I didn't show up on time was because of this. And so my, because my question is always, and what are you making more important? What did you make more of a priority than that? And people want to try to rationalize and explain it. And the exercise is not for their rationalizations, their explanations, their excuses. The point, the point of the exercise is for people to see how easily we will make a promise and agreement, and then it's so easy for us to break it. And we can rationalize, justify it, excuse it, whatever the language is. And I tell everybody, this doesn't make anybody here a bad person, a wrong person, anything else. And in some of the situations that people give, I said, you know, if I was in the same situation, I would probably do the same. But just notice that you were so quick to break the agreement. You didn't even reach out and check in about it. Right. It was just it's so easy for us to do it and then rationalize and break. And what I think the bigger piece of this is, Jared, is it comes to this place of like, so we, we have these innate contradictions that we live in our lives, right? Where our actions and our words don't often match up. And when we have these actions, words not matching up, we have a values misalignment. You know, we will say, I'll be here, but we'll, we'll white lies are pretty comfortable for all of us to say. You know, it's better to have a little bit white lie than to deal the truth and hurt their feelings. That's how we rationalize it. So we're still good people. And we can sleep at night. I think we get to this place where we really get down to analysis of behavior. And we're getting down to analysis of behavior. that's so subjective because that's going to largely be derived off of whatever emotional state we're in. And that's a really hard to control variable because especially in this day and age where emotion is being peddled. I mean, emotion is, uh, you know, we talked early on in some of these episodes about the, the Uncle Jimmy's standing on the street corner selling drugs or whatnot. But I think the real drug that's being doled out in mass quantity is emotion. It's being peddled by every politician, every news reporter, every sort of marketer, anything like that. Everything is competing to hijack our emotional state. Because in our emotional state, we know, and psychology has proven this time and time again, we have, when we can control or influence someone's emotion, we inevitably can control and influence their behavior. 100%. Because, right, emotion is going to usually guide behavior. Most of us will make behavioral decisions that are most alignment out of our character, what we would assess as our character. We make those greatest decisions of behaviors that are out of alignment when we're at the most emotion. The person who goes and drinks and drives, they would never, ever do something like that normally, but they do it because they had a bad day at work, they're stressed or whatever else. Right. You know, you look at some of our the consequential behaviors we engage in, and there's always going to be an emotion at the beginning of it that pulled that person into influence them into doing the behavior. That's not to justify the behavior. It's just to be able to start to explain it. And I think I think that's a piece that we're not looking at here is we're 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 so quick to judge behaviors. And in, in that haste to judge, again, we're, we're, we're forgetting the humanity of the human, 
we're not offering any sort of compassion to that person. And so then we wonder why is mental health and emotional being suffering so bad? Why do, why are we, why are we the, one of the big, you know, the most successful country in the world. And we are also the fattest, the most depressed with one of the highest rates of suicide and, and have more people that are stressed out, anxious anywhere else in the world, you know, and that's, I'll come back to that piece in a little bit because I'm going to give you a chance to talk, but it makes you really stop to think and wonder like, well, what are the, what are the consequences of all this? You know, it, it just shows that we are engaging in behavior after behavior after behavior, largely because we're all under this guise of the emotional drug dealer. And all those behaviors are creating consequences that are detrimental to our well-being. We're, we're having health problems we shouldn't be having. We're having social emotional problems we shouldn't be having. We have people who are taking their lives at an insanely high rate. I think suicide is the third leading cause of death amongst teenagers. So now this is trickling down to our children. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable to me. And then our solution for it is, is we go on social media or whatever platform we have. And, and I say, we, that's a very broad generalization. And we keep coming back to this place of, uh, there's still the finger pointing, the blaming, the, the policymaking, and even in those are such contradictions. Like I, I was, I was shocked by this whole thing in Texas with the new anti-abortion law, that or pro-abortion law or anti-abortion law, I guess in Texas, where they are. Texas has been one of the most adamant ref, uh, refusals or resistances as a state for wearing masks and vaccines because it infringes on choice. But then they just passed one of the strictest abortion laws forbidding women to, I think, have abortions uh, within six weeks or something afterwards, making it illegal. Oh, including. my gosh. Which, to me, like, how, how is that not a freedom of choice in the same way? Like, you're going to take away, you're going to be advocate up in arms about choices over here, but then you're going to remove these choices over here. You're going to say this person should have choice over their body, their well-being, but then now this person shouldn't. Uh, you know, it's it, to me, that's a glaring contradiction and seeing these things play out in scale. Well, now that's a political issue. So what ends up happening gets us divided, it gets us worked up, it gets us frustrated and upset. I, I just think, Jared, that there's a, you know, I think about the Wizard of Oz and the, the great and powerful Oz behind the curtain. And the skeptic in me definitely feels that there's a few people behind the curtains just pumping the emotion out into the system. And you know, many of us are just reacting and responding to it as was being anticipated. And unfortunately, I think in many ways, it's to our, our personal and, and social detriment emotionally and mentally. Man. Okay. So I want to, I want to, I guess, rewind all the way back to where you're talking about how we're being battled emotion. I guess you, you, thank God you came full circle. So you did bring it back, back around <laughs> um, and how that it, it messes with our decision-making capabilities, right? And so it's, it's, it's like what I was talking about with the mental side of something that somebody said online to me, right? Um, letting that affect me in the presence with the people who really matter to me. Does that make any kind of sense? Yeah. And I've, 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 been, uh, I've been guilty to it too, uh, guilty of it as well. And then when, when, you, when you match that to what we were talking about in terms of the values 
right? And why, and you said it, right? Is we get emotional in the moment or we have something that sparked an emotional thing. And so then as we get excited about it, it moves up in priorities, right? In that immediate moment, right? And so then we're, we do this and then we're later, we do that and then we're later. And, um, or we mess that up or we make a, we make a mistake now to feel good in the moment, right? That's going to cost us later, right? And that happens financially like we're the all when you talk about all of this the richest wealthiest country in the world we're also the most marketed to and the most sold country in the world and and a lot of marketing is about exciting and emotional response right yeah. nobody needs a corvette right nobody needs like this a, a really i don't know i shouldn't say corvette but like you know a really yeah, yeah. it's car. a good example yeah, yeah. absolutely no. it's a great example no, well, the only reason why I said it because I guess Corvettes aren't as expensive as they used to be, right? But, <laughs> but I think just even for a space of utility, it's a completely impractical car. There's no, you can't really go to the grocery store with it. You're certainly not going to be able to go out to dinner with four friends in it. No. You know, so even from a space of utility, it's really functionally not, doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's a feel good purchase. Yeah. Right. And we and we are and we have become a feel good or feel very angry society, right? And it, and it, it, so feel good and self righteousness go hand in hand, right? Yeah, I, I would even say too, it's 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 even more so that we we become a society or a culture that we have become dependent on external events, circumstances, things to impact or manufacture our internal feeling. That's where I was going with it, yeah. right? We're looking at a superficial thing, AKA the symptoms to solve a deeper problem. And we yes. do it on every freaking level across the board, right? And that's what's making us sick. That's what's making, if you wanna talk about, in my opinion, what's making America sick is it's all superficial or symptoms. Right. Whether you're talking about how medical and health issues are solved, treating the symptom, right? Not the underlying problem. You want to talk about why people have financial issues? Because they're looking at superficial things as opposed to understanding what is really the base of, of financial security and wealth or whatever. Are they looking at all this stuff? I need all this stuff to validate me, to make me feel successful, like I made it. But when I look at my bank account, it's empty. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, and, and so it's, it's just, it's all of this. It's, we're all, we're surface level. And even when we get into arguments with people and we're getting into debates about a lot of things, especially online, the majority of the debate is here, right? And then when we dig deeper and everybody, everybody gets, is, is in this excited state, so they get self-righteous and they say, well, I'm going to get to the depth of the problem. And you're like, but you didn't. Right. You, 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 you maybe, maybe you dug deep on what um, sometimes I'll say this, especially from, cause I, I, this is my, my liberal side, my, my democratic side, my African-American side, whatever. Right. Just talk about my own community. Right. We talk about problems in the black community, right. What created those problems or the system that created those problems. Right is not necessarily the system that keeps them perpetuating. Mm. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah, yeah. And so when we talk about, when we get stuck 
on and I get messages all the time because it's, you know I'm, I can be self-righteous or I can be talking I I have an image and a persona online or whatever and so I get messages all the time talking about what happened in the past and blah 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 and it's like yeah that's true right and and guess what guy I, I read that and I learned that when I was in in the ninth or tenth grade because that's who I was right but that may have created the problem that we see right now right but it doesn't solve it right what puts you into debt is not the same thing that's going to get you out of debt. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. What made you depressed is not the same thing that's going to make you undepressed. If you're depressed because somebody left you or somebody, you lost somebody close to you, you can't bring that person back to life. That's not going to get you out of depression. You have to go out and live your life and find new things. If you've, if you've messed off a lot of money, if you've overspent and you have to, file bankruptcy or you made made bad decisions or just the world collapsed 2008 right what got you into that space you can't reverse that so it's not going to get you out of that place so you have to find something new right people are people are dying from covid you know vaccinations are i think they are an answer i'm not i'm not an anti-vaxxer right but I choose not to get vaccinated, right? Because <laughs> I, uh, I am a proponent of other people getting vaccinated, right? I think I told you that before. Everybody else in my house is vaccinated. I am the only one that's not because that's my choice. I already had COVID, right? I, passed, I take excellent care of my health, right? And, you know, it, and I don't have, I do not have any issues in relation to that. Does that make any kind of sense? That, that would make me feel like I need to go out and be vaccinated, right? And and I and I, I would need for someone to give me real definitive evidence that not being vaccinated makes me more likely to spread it to other people, like you know, than than someone else. If that makes any kind of sense, right? And I don't care if it makes me more likely to, yeah, if it's making more likely to spread it, right? Am I less likely to contract it because I'm not vaccinated? But I don't think I didn't think viruses work like that. Like my, when I learned in school, it didn't it didn't work like that. If that makes any kind of sense, it just didn't, right? And so, um, or maybe your body can kill it off faster. I will say that if you have the antibodies, your body can fight it off faster, right? But I don't know. Anyway, that's that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with that. I love I love the I love the fact that you 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 nailed on the head. We're being peddled emotion, and it makes us superficial. It makes us act in the moment. It doesn't allow us to get to the depth of real problems. And then we and we and as a country, we live there. I feel like we live there. We live here, right above. Yeah, the you you think about it. I've, I've shared this with you before. I, I I personally am of the belief that fear and me- mediocrity are the two biggest businesses in the world. If we keep people afraid and if we keep people believing that they are less than their potential and that the only way for them to have better, do better is by using this person, going to this service, working with this person, voting for this person, whatever it is, we will always keep a a population. uh, We will always command a population because that emotional hijacking is going to be dependent and necessitated uh, freedom is going to be necessitated by someone else leading them out into the, you know, quote unquote promised land, whatever that is. And, 
you know, I think that's really problematic because each of us humans, like when we're, we're born, you know, we can say that we're born with infinite possibility. And I, and I do believe that to be true, but where I really believe that to be true is I don't necessarily think that, you know, you and I were born with the potential to be as great of basketball players as Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, where I think you and I are born with infinite possibilities. We're born with infinite possibility to really live lives filled with love and fulfillment and be happy, which is really where I think true abundance is the name of the game. We're all after here is we'll usually say happy, but it's fulfillment. And that is available for all of us, whether we're rich or poor, whether we're, we have status or no status. The challenge is, is we're taught to, again, pursue these external things that my life is less significant if I'm not as successful as Michael Jordan. My life is less significant if I'm not as wealthy or I'm not traveling or whatever it is, right? And so, so many of us were pursuing these external things, the Corvette, the all that other stuff, waiting for the stuff to give substance to our lives. And then when we get this stuff and it gives us a little bit of substance, the Corvette's fun to drive around for a little bit, but then you realize it's kind of a pain in the ass to maintain and boy, is it annoying when the birds shit on it. <laughs> but even more so than that, what happens is when the initial left- buzz of it starts to wear off. Yeah. Right? So I then what's the next follow. step? What's the next point? Yeah. It, it's, and it's those kinds of things that become problematic. Like the, the, the slogan that we should be promising everybody, especially here in America, where we call America the land of opportunity, the opportunity should truly be that. And this is an opportunity to be happy and fulfilled, you know, not so much an opportunity to climb and scale the top of the mountain, because the truth is there's always going to be somebody that's going to be richer. There's always going to be somebody that's going to be better looking. There's always going to be somebody who's going to be better health, nicer car, nicer home, nicer clothes, better social media, more followers, more of those, those superficial quantitative things we use to derive happiness from. And really, like I think America could be labeled as a land of opportunity because it's truly a place where you could come, your basic survival needs can be met in mass. And so you have the opportunity to pursue meaning in life in ways you may not have to in other places because you're not having to be pursuant of survival needs. Yeah. But instead, we have these emotional hijackings going on that's that's hypnotizing us into believing that we're still having to pursue survival needs that we're in fight or flight. And so fight or flight turns into our politics. It turns into our our stances on social issues. It turns into stances on I mean, even what's going on in the world, you know, in the United States, it's interesting. We have the contrast right on the West Coast. There is massive amounts of fires, record levels of drought. And wildfires consuming countless acreage. On the eastern part of the United States, there's record funding, more rainfall than they've had in however long, hurricanes. And of course, we just wish we could just swap, right? Bring some of the rain over here. I'm going to interrupt you and yeah, just you a little bit. So we're going we're back to where, to where you said that, um, that you know, um, goodness gracious, we're, oh man, fuck, I didn't do it quick enough. <laughs> you, were, you were saying that, as, a, as Americans, we have the ability because we, we have so much stuff that we can really focus on ourselves internally, right? And, um, but, but instead, we're grabbing all of these external things and looking outside for, for, for validation. And um, God, that wasn't what I disagreed with. You had said, oh, oof. Oh, oh my gosh. All right. So anyway, so I'll just say what I wanted to say. <laughs> All right. So I think that that what we're doing is we're looking at 
if I accumulate these external things, if I win this argument on Facebook, if I, if I, if I, if I win this, right, if I, if I win this point, it's going to give me some internal validation, but it doesn't because I haven't fixed what's in me that made me go out and feel like I needed that thing to be validated in the first place, right? So, so I'm, I, I, am, I am arguing a point. Sometimes people find the need to argue a point publicly to prove that they're right, right? Because they wanna fill this internal hole of not feeling, of feeling less than, of feeling inadequate, right? But that, that victory does not fill that hole. So yes. they, they do it and then they move to the next one, right? With the same arbor, right? With the same intensity, right? And, they, and, and, and still that hole is there, right? No one, we, we, we look so much outside to see if we can fill a hole inside, right? That we, that we, that we, that we miss the point. Does that make any kind of sense? And I think that's what, I think that's what some of the freedoms in America allow us to do is to, is to be so externally focused because so many, we feel like so many of our internal needs are taken care of or because we're marketed to tell us that this is what's going to fill that internal hole. And it never does. It never does. Does that make, yeah. does that make sense? 100%, man. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I absolutely agree. It's, it is, I think, in my opinion, the, you know, I, I, I always loved as a kid, the movie Clear and Present Danger, just because I, I and I like the book even more, but I love that just the expression clear and present danger is the most immediate clear and present danger. And I think the most immediate clear and present danger to us is it's the reliance on the external to manufacture the internal. Yes. Right. And the thing is, is we're going to create, keep creating stuff. We're going to create, creating more things. We're, we're going so much more probably in the virtual and augmented reality. Now where more and more of our life will be lived, lived in a digital space. And, you know, I think that one benefit of digital is it does allow for, I think with virtual reality, we have, we can eventually have control of creating an emotional experience within VR that will influence brain waves enough that will give us that emotional experience but then how do we i think we're still too young in it where we're going to have that separation of not being able to come back and integrate within society you know maybe 60 years from now when everything's vr and we're all walking around with headsets on that's completely different because then we're just interacting with avatars of one another but in this short term man i i feel like if we keep if we keep making our neighbors, our brothers, or sisters, the people who look like us, talk like us, or who maybe look a little different, talk a little differently than us, if we keep making them the enemy, and we keep living in a way where we see enemies all around us, because they don't believe the same as us, because they think differently than us, because they hold different values than us, and if we keep becoming reliant on an external to manufacture the internal, I think we're going to have a really challenging and difficult road ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. Yes. That's, and that's, and that's that not just as, not just as a con country, but as individuals. Yeah. 
not just as a country, but as individuals or vice versa, not just as individuals, but as a country, right? And, and, us, and that is, and that is, is, is the whole, that's the whole, right? Yeah. That's the whole. We're, we're, we're reaching for the wrong things to make us feel good about who we are as people. <laughs> for the wrong things to make us feel good about who we are as people. And, and, and truth, I, I put up a post the other day. Um, I was like, do it for you, right? Do it for you, right? And, and um, it was like, be selfish. And, uh, and the reason why I, I, I said that in the post was I, I wasn't trying to tell people to not care about others, to not, to not give, but I want people to understand that the, the, biggest, the biggest givers in the world did so for a, out of a selfish need, right? And, and, and I, I compared that to like, if you ever, I don't know about you, Jesse, but like for me, um, you know, I can, I can remember like the times where I truly made someone else feel good or smile or, um, you know, really did something that, that helped somebody else out, whether it was giving them a present or, you know, helping them in some other way. And I could tell it really helped them and it really impacted them. Like that, those memories feel better in my mind and in my spirit and in my heart, right? Than the times that somebody gave me something. Or the time that I bought something nice for myself. Does that make any kind of sense? Yeah. Like no, no, no victory has felt better to me than you know when I was able to share it or give it to others, share it with or give it to, right? And so, um, and I and so I selfishly do those kind of things, right? I'm a selfish giver. Right, <laughs> because I know there's a good a good feeling on the other end of yeah. the right? And 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 it if people, you know, I think you talk about it. I mean, I I feel like everything that you do talks about the value of connectedness, right? Uh, of connecting with other people and 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 how amazing that is, right? Um, and we're tribal beings, right? So it, it feels really good, but sometimes i think to find that connection we draw lines that need not be drawn and it's because we're looking and living here as opposed to digging deep and recognizing that you know if you said human beings are limitless that's where we're limitless is that we're we're never like this Right. Um, one of my favorite artists is a lady named Lauren Hill. I don't know if you guys know Lauren Hill. She said she has a statement. She said she had a song called I Get Out. I Get Out of All Your Boxes. And she says, don't put me in no box because I'm not in one. I cannot be contained in a box. Don't put me in that box. Right. I'm deeper than that. I'm bigger than that. I'm broader than that. Yeah, I disagree with you here, but I agree with you here, here and here. Stop digging on this superficial level and saying, because I disagree with you here, that I'm I'm. I'm all of these other things, right? And for you, you're bigger than this. Don't pretend like this is your identity. You're deeper than that, right? And when you get stuck in this superficial world where you identify with this and this alone and you delete all the other parts of yourself, you're hollowed yourself out. It's empty. Yes. It's empty. You hollowed yourself out. And, this, and that's, that's the mistake that I watch people make all the time. 
and it's a mistake that people make it with me, right? And it's a mistake people make with you, right? It's, it's like, that's, you know, I'm deeper than that. And luckily we got people on the internet now that are trying to, to do that yourself, myself included, right? You more than me, right? <laughs> but but, uh, but um, it's, 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 it's a minority, right? And that's, and that's where I think is the issue. And it's like, I think that everybody that is, um, I think that most people who are pro-vaccination, right, have some places where they can understand why people are not about getting vaccinated. They might disagree with them, but if they allow themselves to be honest with themselves, they have places where, right? I think that people look at what happened in Afghanistan, right? And, you know, are like, that was a major fuck up, right? If they're honest, right, they can they can kind of reason out how that could have happened or why that could have happened, right? Now they might disagree with it, I you know, definitely fervently, right? <laughs> but they can, but they can, they can, they can understand it. Now that there are some things, I don't, I don't think like wrong is wrong where we all just blatantly disagree on. But it's it's those gray areas that people try to make black and white that I think is is the real issue, and it's because they are living on the surface or not allowing their own mind to go beneath of it, right? And then we go back to what you talked about with priorities and your values, right? Because if you live here but you have values here, here, and here, then you're going to you're you're gonna you're gonna this sir you're going to be out of alignment with these lower values right (laughs) you let that determine your value at the moment at the time and it's like oh and you're betraying yourself and then you look back and you're like oh i betrayed myself and you're like fuck (laughs) and and then a lot of us because we don't want to admit that we double down we double down on the betrayal and and and, uh anyway that's that's i'm 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 done because now I'm about to start getting personal stuff. I'm about to y'all get all emotional on you guys about my own betrayals of my own values and my own times that I've made a mistake and 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 the things and and trying to justify it and then recognizing that there's no justifying it at the end of the day and that you know it's just it just is it just is what it is right it just is what it is uh, it was so much you oh man I I I could I could have this conversation. Three three million times. <laughs> maybe we'll, we'll save that for part two. I know we're kind of coming up on time and we've run a little long today, but maybe that'll be a great part two. And I I think um, I think this was this was I really appreciate this conversation with you today, Jared. Uh, you know, you guys. If you guys don't know, I'm just gonna fucking throw it out there. I'm going through some personal stuff. Jesse has been there for me. That's why we haven't been um, super consistent of late. It's all it's my fault. Jesse's been there. <laughs> but I've been like, Joe, I can't get on there today. I'm like not in space. I don't have a head space. Um, and so, uh, man, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate Likewise, you. man. And we look forward to hearing what you all think, share your comments, share your thoughts. And we will see you next time on Building a Bridge. Take care, everybody. Peace.